everybody. I'm Stevie Nelson. And I'm Dave Horwitz. And this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. We have a very relationship-centric uh, episode today. Um, not a lot of food talk, but Stevie, this is this is a this is a very good one. This is uh, never been done on I Burn Everything. We have a sexual empowerment coach here to talk to us about women's sexuality and a bit about men's. Yeah, we we have we noticed in the in the as this episode unfolded that we have barely ever even touched the surface of talking about sex on this show. Um, but this episode is all about it. This so is sex buckle up centric. <laughs> buckle the fuck up. We have Whitney Ellum. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked. Oh, man. Um, okay. So you are a sexual empowerment coach. I sure am. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love it because I tell people what I do and that's basically what I get every, every time. time. What is what that? does that what? I don't, equal? What do you do? I don't, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Um, so essentially what I do is help women feel super empowered and connected to their bodies, their sensuality and their sexual energy. And that usually entails helping them unwind negative conditioning, trauma, toxic messaging, negative experiences, all that kind of stuff. And really the intention is so they can live fucking vibrant and alive and feel good in their bodies and have amazing sex. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we hit the jackpot with talking to you. Stevie is taking out I her checkbook so. right now. And just I will give you all my money. Awesome. Um, I'll take it. Okay. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. So why just women? I've been getting this question a lot, and I think it might very quickly expand to couples or men or yeah. however anyone identifies, but... Um, it felt really cool for me to be working with women right now because that's me and that's yeah. how I identify. And most of my clients are people that have were like me. And that well, feels really beautiful to me to be giving back in that way to women. Oh, interesting. Wait, what do you mean were like me? Like, did you mean like that you, you had like a history of just sort of being like, ha you weren't always this? Yeah. What, what, tell so us. I, I see kind of two ways that people get into this work. One is they've always kind of been open and always love sex and it's always been fascinating to them. And then the other side of the coin are people like me where it was extremely challenging and brought up huge amounts of pain in their life. Oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah. So I really got into this work because I struggled with sexuality for all of my adult life and wow. experienced a lot of pain during sex, experienced a lot of shutdown, was in my head a lot, was out of my body, couldn't orgasm. And it just got to the point where I was doing so much other work. I, you know, my background is in acting and performance. And I was also a meditation teacher and I was doing yoga and therapy and all of these different things. Yeah. And it just kept coming back to my relationship with sexuality and my body. Whoa. And so I dove in deep. And here we are. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Could you run us through what what that deep dive entails in terms of training and, and all that? Sure. So my training was a year long. 
So I trained with a woman named Layla Martin. She's actually based out of LA. And she has a school called the Tantric Institute of Integrated Sexuality. Oh, wow. And so it's a year-long program. And the, it's broken up into kind of three quarters. And the first one is you do your own deep dive into your own sexual experience. It's a lot of self-pleasuring practices. Oh, oh and like, God. Yeah, I mean, there was a point where, I mean, I, I was a woman who hardly ever self-pleasured and then became a woman who did that sometimes five, six, seven times a week. Oh, um, wow. For Wait. my training. Oh, wow. So that's, is that the more like PC way of saying masturbate? Like, or is that what you call it always, self-pleasure? I like the word self-pleasure because, and I'm not going to get this exactly right, but if you look at the etymology of the word masturbation, it means something like to make unclean with a hand, something like oh, that. I don't love that. Yeah. It, it doesn't, <laughs> it's not sexy. And no. it, it, yeah. So I like to use self-pleasure. Okay. I like that. It almost goes beyond clinical into unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. make unclean with a hand. Ugh. Yeah, master- I mean, don't quote me on that, <laughs> no, but it's no. something I'm like sure. that yeah. where, yeah, you're like, oh, that's that's not what I want to be doing. That isn't what that's I'm not doing. What it feels like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a lot of people have probably a really negative connotation. Like, there's such a connotation to masturbation versus self pleasure. Sounds like, well, that sounds fun. Yeah, that sounds enjoyable. <laughs> sounds Hopefully, like a fun yeah. little activity. <laughs> totally. Okay, wait. So keep going. So yeah, you were you went from like pretty much not self pleasuring to like for study for studying like five to seven times a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, self-pleasure, but there's so much more beyond that. Basically like embodiment work. So how do I get in my body? How do I get connected to my body? How do I get connected to my sexual energy and utilize that sexual energy for my own healing, for my own pleasure, for my own creativity, for my life to have better sex? Like really, it kind of flows into every area. So the first chunk is just your own self-practice. So anything I'd ever walk anyone through, I've done that and far beyond. (laughs) Um, So I've embodied all of the work that I ever teach. And then the second part is really learning, was learning more of how to coach people in this, in holistic and really fundamental ways. Yeah, because how do you teach people without showing them? Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I record audio practices that guide people in self-pleasure practices and then breath work and all sorts of other things. Yeah. Whoa. This is like stuff we've never dived into. Dove? Dove. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me, you know, I'll just be whatever I am today. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe hopefully, maybe we can learn more in this episode why we're such prudes and we'd never talk about sex in this podcast because we're, I don't know, I don't even, I'm not going to look at the time, but we're a couple minutes in and I'm just thinking like, wow, we've, this has almost never come up on our show. Yeah. And like, how has this never come up on a show about relationships? Yeah. I mean, possibly it's because we speak generally about the nature of relationships, but it's such a huge part of any, most all relationships. So huge, I don't know. Yeah. Looks like uh, we got some inner work to do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I like had you on here being like, the listeners are going to love this. And I'm like, uh oh, do I need this? Is this uh, my new coach? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Oh man, another thing. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I can't pay another person for something. <laughs> well, get ready. I'm about to. Okay, so a year long practice, mm-hmm. and then oh, and then you started coaching people. Yeah. Oh, how many clients do you have? 
Does it vary? It varies. Um, I've been doing this for a little over a year, almost a year and a half. And I've privately, I work with women usually in a three month container. Sometimes it's longer depending. Um, but I've worked with over 30 women over the last year. It's amazing. And then also I did an online course where I've taken, you know, over 20, 25, I think women were in that course. My first go around taking them through five weeks of this work. I've done retreats. I do women's circles, talks like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Damn. <laughs> how do you, I mean, I guess, um, how would I ask this? Because you're not obviously obviously not giving out letter grades but how do you kind of measure or demarcate success or progress mm. yeah or do you not think Is about it, it that way grades? or maybe it's letter grades no it's definitely <laughs> not letter grades <laughs> that would be oh you'd be so scared to get an f i'd be oh. so freaked out no yeah. that would be horrible if i don't get straight eyes i'd be like be i horrible. can't do this <laughs> i'm out i'm out i'd never see you again nope. <laughs> yeah that's a tricky question but Essentially, what my intention is in the coaching, what it's what the practice is meant to do is help women really get in their body so they can attune themselves to their sensations. They can orient towards pleasure. They can start to learn ways of moving energy through their body. They can learn new ways to orgasm. And so much of that is also they can learn to be with their emotions. They can be more vulnerable. They can share themselves more deeply. And so when women start to feel more concrete in who they are, like there is this sense, and this happened for me, and this is how I describe it. It's like they get plugged into themselves. Mm, yeah. And so then it becomes we're not unwinding deep shit or I'm not teaching them anything they don't really know how to do. It's just we're kind of finessing and giving them an opportunity to just have fun in their body. And when like when they start to really get anchored in themselves, then it's like they can kind of handle anything and then just becomes yeah. fun. That makes total sense. How can can you visually see when people are in their body? Can mm -hmm. you tell? Yeah. Are Dave and I in our bodies? <laughs> I mean, in this moment. Your eyes are darting around. <laughs> so suspicious. Are we in our bodies? I don't even know if I'm in the building. <laughs> Dave's not here at all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, I mean, if you even feel right now, like, can you sense your pelvis in oh, this yeah. moment? Always. Yeah. At all times, I'm aware of what it's doing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Talk to me about that. I think it's just because I do yoga. I do mm. a lot of yoga. So I'm very aware. And I was a gymnast, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't really do gymnastics or yoga without your pelvic floor yeah. being intact. To, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And you meditate. I meditate a ton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I go to therapy on the regular. I'm doing all the work around your work. Yeah. <laughs> you're dancing. Yep. You're ice skating. I'm, dan I'm dancing it. around coming to you, basically. All right. It's only a matter of time. It really is. It truly is. Um, okay, so I read on your website that you link um, create creativity to sexuality. Mm -hmm. How is that linked? If you think about female sexuality in particular, the the parts they are responsible in some way for birth. I mean, that is what oh, yeah. like they hold creation, they contain creation, they gestate creation. They are the pathway to life. I mean, if you think about that, of course, it's a woman's creative power center is her womb and her pussy. Oh, my 
God. <laughs> Are you scandalized oh by that my word? God. No, I'm just so oh. excited that okay, this good. episode is like about. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, that yeah. is. We're just diving in. That makes so much sense. It's mm-hmm. like, you know how um, whenever you do dream interpretation mm-hmm. and you if you have a dream that you have, are having a baby, mm-hmm. it usually just means that you have a creative idea. Mm-hmm. I have so many dreams that I'm having babies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> all the creative time. Creative woman. Isn't that? Yeah, I'm yeah. very creative. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like I have it all the time where I'll even name them. I'll like mm-hmm. name the babies. It's crazy. Love really? it. Yeah. All the, nonstop. <laughs> what are their names? The first one was a girl named Evan. Mm-hmm. And no joke. I hope I have a girl someday name her Evan. I like that. Evan Nelson should be a rock star, but hopefully Destined. doesn't do drugs or anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe a softer, maybe a folk musician. Oh yeah. She'll have her, she'll be like a singer songwriter. Yes. She'll be like soft and sweet, but every now and then she'll put a little bourbon in her chamomile tea, but she's not. There we go. The yeah, hard stuff. yeah. 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 I love that idea. I like right. her vibe already. She's got a great vibe. <laughs> no, so I'd be friends with someone <laughs> like that, but the album covers alone are going to be great. You could design them. <gasps> I would love to. Stevie has a lot of art projects. Tons. I love it. Her a lot of what's happening. I'm birthing things at <laughs> all times. Um, okay. That makes total sense. Yeah. So you're, and I think, yeah, I'll just add ahead. to that a little bit. I, I think it's really hard for women to access their full creative potential and their full creative power if they're not in their body. And then we've been systematically kind of cut off from womb, pussy, vagina, like all those places for so many reasons that we could also dive into. Yeah. Um, but reclaiming that is like reclaiming a piece of their wholeness And when women are embodied, they have access to more of themselves, more of their intuition, more of what is them, because they're not constantly looking outside. They're like in touch and in tune with what is them in the body. That makes so much sense. And orgasm is like the most creative, powerful energy on earth, isn't it? Well, yeah. And there's nothing quite like it. There's nothing like it. Like you can't, you could probably, if you tried in words, you're like, I can't really describe that. There's no other experience on earth yeah. like it. Yes, Dave. I'd like to ask a question about uh, how would I even. Are you familiar in any way with um, someone experiencing a, 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 a vaginal orgasm and then sort of uh, going into a bit like a dissociative state and like seeing things or colors or like feeling like they're going somewhere else? Mm, yes. <gasps> Could you talk about that for any amount of time. <laughs> I'm Could curious you s- why this question arose. <laughs> Whitney, can you spend the next 45 minutes talking about only that? <laughs> sure. Let's break it down It, it now. might have happened. I might have witnessed that at some point in my life. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when I think when women reach really deep states of orgasm and from, I don't have a ton of experience with this, but this tends to like that kind of cosmic like you're in another realm like you're seeing colors like the whole room is like transforming that tends to be connected to cervical orgasm Mm. to the cervix um wait there's different kinds yeah what there's so many different kinds of what do you mean (laughs) i don't know anything about this i literally don't i just thought there was like one kind which is what i don't know whatever happens i didn't know there was different kinds yeah wait tell us everything yeah so i mean some women just experience like external orgasm so they're stimulating their clit externally so the clitoris actually like 
is also partly internal. Yeah. So in some sense, most orgasms are clitoral orgasms, but for this, we'll just say externally. So okay. they're just stroking externally. So okay. they can have an orgasm that way. Yep. They can have, have an orgasm from internal penetration yep. um, in the vaginal canal, which is connected to the clitoris. You can also have a cervical orgasm. You can have an energy orgasm. You can have a heart orgasm. What? You can have an anger orgasm. Wait, how do you have a heart orgasm? You cycle sexual energy up to your heart by breathing, sounding, moving, <gasps> intention, awareness. Mm -hmm. There is so much I do not know. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. I thought I knew about like the first three you were talking mm -hmm. about. And then after that, I was like, I'm sorry, what is happening? Yeah. Whoa, crazy. Mm -hmm. Does it seem like those, the, the heart, the anger, that those categories are learned? Like, is it something that could just happen or is it something you have to kind of... Uh, investigate mm. i think they could probably spontaneously happen but most of us have so much negative conditioning around it or really haven't ever learned tools to do anything with our turn on yeah so in those it's pretty easy to learn and i think a lot of what's missed in the conversation around sex is is energy because yeah. there's such a high, like energy is infinite. So there's such a high potential to be able to work with energy sexually. So it's not just touch here or touch the G spot or like when you move here, it feels really good. But if you're playing with energy, then lots of cool things can start to happen. So wow. if you start, so if you're feeling turn on in your penis and your pussy, it's like, it's flowing, you're feeling good. And if you start to breathe that like up into your body or through your chakras, yeah, then that sexual energy can move and the peak experience can happen in different parts of the body rather than just your pussy, your vagina, your vulva, wherever you're stroking. Why is this the first we're ever hearing of this? Like, why it's is this crazy, not right? talked about? I know. It's Nobody ever talks about energy in relation to sex. Mm -hmm. Well, it's I'd say I, I'll take a, I'll yes. raise my hand in the back of the class yes, and say I, it feels like, and uh, not to put on my little woke boy ribbon, but it does feel like, that is due in part to there being such a major de-emphasis on female pleasure, at least in mm -hmm. like what we're, what we are, we in quotes here in this country and like elsewhere are taught about sex. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That has to be true. Yeah. Cause, but wait, can men have different types of orgasms too then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know as much about this, but yes. Wow. Do they even know that? Well, that's the thing is like we, you know, there is so much repression around female pleasure because it's been seen through the male lens of porn and movies. And then, you know, I know a lot of women that learned about sex through their first male partners. Yeah. But this is also doing a disservice to men because, you know, it's easier for men to, to have an orgasm or be stimulated quickly or come quickly. But that doesn't mean that they can't have very heightened pleasurable extended experiences or even have orgasm without ejaculating oh i love it i i remember well i might ask this question to everyone i have sex with to be honest but i'll be like does eat i'll ask each one like do does each orgasm feel the same and they always say no mm -hmm. they're always like no it never feels the same yeah it always feels different which i'm like oh that's so cool <laughs> that's so cool that anyone Dave does it feel the same for you no yeah. Not always, but sometimes feels similar. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. not yeah. always, but 
with each person feels very different in my mm-hmm. opinion that's a big factor but also like even in just individual experiences very different yeah <gasps> wow dave should we take a break <laughs> yeah let's take a quick break okay we'll be right back hey guys stevie here just wanted to say, hey, why don't you contact us? You can email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com or you can even call our hotline and leave a message, 213-458-5236. It's 213-458-5236. And we may even talk about your message or email on a future episode. So get to it. And we're back. We are. We're back. We're back. Hi. Whitney? Yes. Here. Welcome back. Thank you. Present. <laughs> Present. <laughs> oh my God. I'm also here. Dave here. In the, in the very back of the Everybody's class. here. Do you, do you remember when um, we were all in school and there was always like one kid who said something other than here? It was always like, here, here, here. And then they'd be like, what's sup? up? <laughs> <laughs> like always. It was a sub kid for yeah, sure. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Something yeah. other than here. My dad told me a story once where he accidentally, they were all saying present because yeah. it was the 50s or 60s and he said president by accident and they all teased him wait but he maybe he was just declaring his power (laughs) he's like i'm the president (laughs) he's like this is my school now honestly that scans (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i'm the president of the school (laughs) i love your dad in case he's listening thanks he he is listening my dad listens to every episode oh that's the sweetest he's gonna like this one he's gonna really (laughs) like this one (laughs) um Whitney, can we talk about um, pleasure and the nervous system? Mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> I am obsessed with talking about pleasure and helping women experience pleasure, not just sexually, but like in their lives. And this applies to all people because pleasure uh, creates resiliency. So we are so oriented to what's wrong, what's bad, what's not working, what doesn't feel good in the body, what we don't like. And being able to orient to pleasure, to sink into pleasure, to notice pleasurable sensations actually creates space and it widens capacity. Whoa. Is that probably why you feel so good on vacation? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because you're like, you're everything's pleasurable getting ice cream feels good going to a museum like everything feels good and it it does feel like expansive yeah so what you're saying is dave and i need a vacation well i think we all need a vacation exactly (laughs) i mean Uh, let's be real i know but yeah how do we because our society kind of demonizes pleasure at least i grew up demonizing pleasure feeling like pleasure was wrong bad sinful were you made me stupid yeah. Yeah. Did you grow up religious? I did. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So yeah. those messages were coming from basically everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this society really elevates doing things and success and getting things done and hustle culture and, and all of that. And I think people are really undernourished in terms of just simple pleasure that is accessible through their body. Yeah. And... So when I'm working with people, I'm working in two ways. So one, we're trying to kind of pull out or integrate, digest negative experiences or traumas. And then we're also using pleasure to just widen their capacity to feel good. Mm. And so pleasure helps us like really navigate, have more space to navigate. So one of uh, 
this trauma teacher that I love, her name is Irene Lyon. She talks about your nervous system like a swimming pool. And if you, if we're talking about sexuality, okay, our sexuality is a swimming pool connected to our nervous system and all of the negative experiences, all the emotions we haven't felt, um, traumas, uh, boundary violation, ruptures, all that kind of stuff. It's like floaties in a pool. And when there's so many of them, you cannot move. You can't flow through the water. There's no space to do anything. But pleasure is the way that you can just make the pool bigger. Oh. Yeah. So you can keep all the floaties. So ideally, we're also going to like take some of the floaties out, right? Okay, okay. But then we also just want to like widen your capacity. And so when I, what I mean by capacity is your capacity to show up in challenging situations, your capacity for pleasure. So if, you, if you're a man who experiences like a premature ejaculation or, or you come really quickly, yeah. it might be an inability to hold big charge in your body. And same for women, like if you want to start to experience multiple orgasms or extended orgasmic states, that's a high energy. And so you have to be able to learn how to hold it in your body. And pleasure really helps you expand your system's capacity to hold bigness, which is also connected to money, which is also connected to success, which is also connected to like love, all these like aliveness, all these things that we really want in our life. We have to expand our capacity for those things. I am like in particular, this is amazing. I'm in particularly thinking about one partner I had Mm -hmm. who came very quickly, Mm -hmm. had money issues and complained a lot. And as you were saying that, I was like, oh my God, they're all connected. He, he can't hold big energy. Yeah. Which is then why he can't take charge in general, right? Like, yeah. <gasps> wow. But we've, I mean, none of us have really been taught how to do that, right? No. no. It's like, oh, we're feeling something big. Get rid of it. Oh, yeah, dispose of it. The pleasure's Mask building. Mm-hmm. D- discharge it. Orgasm. Yes. Do something with it. Wow. Like, we don't really know how to work with it. But it's such a powerful energy that we can use it in so many different ways and we can use it for healing. Wow. Um, my therapist talks about how humans are the only animals that um, that have traumatic experiences and mm-hmm. store them yep. and other animals release, like shake it off or whatever. And mm-hmm. so she has me doing things sometimes where I'll scream in the car or um, literally physically shake it off, like mm-hmm. stomp my feet, things like that. And that feels tied in. Yeah, totally. Whoa. Yeah, because all of all of trauma gets stored in the body. And so how do we so we have to figure out ways to like access that and unwind it. And my work is totally body based. It's totally somatic based. And then through the the portal of sexuality. And then as we're doing that deep dive into the wounding or the things that are challenging, then we're also using pleasure as a way to like create resiliency and create goodness in the system so it's not just like we're just going after the shit that like we don't like or the shame all all these negative experiences it's like yes we have to like address those but in some ways if you just fill your system up with so much goodness and pleasure some of those things naturally work themselves out that's interesting that feels true anytime i focus on being like i just want to have fun and enjoy my life everything kind of seems to unfold. It's like, that's kind of all you are meant to do. Yeah. It's, I wish I, someone taught me that when I was like, kid, <laughs> just go have fun, kid. Well, it's hard because you got to do all that other stuff. I don't want to. Well, maybe don't. We would have all been better <laughs> off had we not. It's I'm true. starting to see how it's hard to, obviously you're not going to give a letter grade, but how gauging success is, feels like maybe more of a gradual thing because you're not just trying to 
relearn how to have sex or experience pleasure physically it's touching every other part of your life so it's i feel like the real answer is well in eight months people come back and say hey my whole life's different which is probably what it's like yeah totally has that happened oh absolutely (gasps) i mean sometimes a lot sooner than that (laughs) yeah it seems like with like a few extra techniques you're like in a month you could be just like i am feeling better than ever yeah And if you really are in your body and know how to navigate your system, like I've had people do five sessions with me and totally transform their relationship with their partner because they actually know how to hold themselves when things feel challenging or hold their partner's sexual energy. If you know their partner's kind of coming at them with this wanting. Yeah. Um, this was true for me. And this is true for a lot of women that I work with there when their partner is approaching them with like this wanting and this like craving, there's like a collapse. There's oh, wow. like a, they don't know what to do with that energy and hold it in their body. And then also there is like this sense of, okay, that my man is turned on there. I have a responsibility to do something. Oh, wow. And then unlearning all of that shit too, where it's like, I am just an autonomous sovereign being. And so are you. Both of us have sexual energy. Both of us have sexual desires. We're both in charge and responsible for that. And then from there we get to play. Well, Mm. that has to, that, I mean, that's, wonderful because it sounds like that that specifically could transform the everyday nature of a relationship because Mm -hmm. i think about that all the time Uh, when i'm in a relationship but i'm not in a relationship that you know i've probably said it nine thousand times on this show that like i've coming to the conclusion that relationships are optional and that it's not your responsibility Mm -hmm. you're doing it because that's what you desire that's what you want this is the person you want to be with it's it's a choice that both of you continue to make all the time and you know, you don't have a responsibility to stay in it or to perform sexually in quotes to just show up and be a robot for your partner. It's, it's something you're doing together. And I think that's gotta be super transformative for people who don't operate that way. Yeah. And I mean, maybe you wouldn't be surprised, but how many women come to me and say that, yeah, that's what they do is they just show up and they get it over with. Oh man. And that can't be enjoyable Mm. for their partner either. Like, Men no. want a woman who's fully awake and alive and turned on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, sometimes it's after like one or two sessions where women will come to me and say like, oh, I, I was actually in my body. I could actually feel sensation. I could actually experience pleasure. I could actually speak up in wow. that situation. Wow. So, yeah. I love that. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question about... Um, initiation mm-hmm. so when I was younger very young I, I had so much trouble I would date I was dating a guy who was much more experienced than I was and he would always say he would always complain I mean probably the way he brought it up probably wasn't beneficial either but he would always be like you never initiate sex you never like it was sort of like it was thrown at me sort of in an aggressive way mm-hmm. ungracefully but that being said like it was it used to be very hard for me today I'm like I could care less like I, I'll I'm happy to mm-hmm. but Can you speak to that, like initiating? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so many (laughs) uh, ways that we could speak about this. And one of them is, well, women's worth is how much they're wanted. So if they Mm. feel desired, then they're worthy. And so women don't really ever learn, again, to do anything with their sexual energy. It's all about getting a partner or feeling desired and feeling like they're enough. Wow. So... 
I mean, at least for me, when I have a regular self-pleasure practice where I'm filling myself up, I'm way more turned on in general and I want my partner that much more. Yeah. So there's also also a mythology, right? That if, if you're masturbating and you you're have a partner, then them. like you're not going to want yeah. sex. And um, that's absolutely not true. Yeah, that feels 100% true. Like I feel like if I turn that part off, if I'm like, I'm busy, I'm just going to be working. It's like it all shuts down. Mm-hmm. But if it's like all hap- if if it, there's just a fluidity to it, I feel like so much more desire to have sex with my partner. Yeah. Or whoever I'm dating. Totally. If I'm dating. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> Whitney, I just got stood up recently, oh, okay. so I am just in a place, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, let's work that in. Standing up. Yeah. Let's work that in. What is wrong with a man <laughs> who stands someone up without texting or calling them? And then when you talk to them four days later, they really have no excuse. <laughs> You really don't have to speak to that. It's just a nightmare. I'll jump in here and say, you know, I hope I'm not, uh, you know, whatever this, you don't have to say this on the show, but you, you and this person who was rude and shitty, you had not slept together. No, we hadn't slept together. Mm -hmm. I feel like had you probably would have been pretty bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There were clearly intimacy blocks. Yeah. Like if you, this guy's not going to have your back when you're on your back. There we go. For sure. If you were, if, if you can't communicate that you are not going to show up somewhere, I do not want to have sex with you. Definitely not having sex with you. No, no, no. Thank God I did not have sex with you. Um, I like this turning into just very specific questions about things that have happened when I've been dating people (laughs) unrelated to sex. I'm just like, what do you think happened with that guy with the glasses? But honestly it is. I mean, look, it's, it's, it is, it's feels like a diversion, but I, I feel like you, you wouldn't disagree that it is all related it's all really oh, it's like yeah, this sure. this is the stuff that we think about and you and you think that it's not related because you didn't even get to that part of the relationship but it's like you know the stuff you've told me about this situation it's like that sounded like a rude person it's not just like oh he wouldn't know what to do it's like he he wouldn't have the capacity to know that there is something that you should or shouldn't do yeah well i can definitely tell you based on just how this like relationship transpired there is no world where my pleasure would be in the forefront. Mm. No. That's all. Yeah. If you can't call someone to let them know that you're alive when you're expecting them, you're definitely not going to be like, my priority is making you feel good. Yeah. You know, what do you think about that? With, like the idea of like, um, I've heard men say this, like my number one priority is making you feel good. Is, is that cool? Is that like, that feels like a really millennial thing to say or something, mm-hmm. you know, like, is that, I don't know. There's something very strange about that to me because I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. What do you think? Um, you hear that a lot? I think that it can be misused. And I think as much as women have hangups about being able to receive pleasure or their own pleasure, I think uh, the flip side of that for men is their worth comes from being able to please women or or. If, if they yeah. had an mm-hmm. orgasm, yes. then I did a good job. Yeah, then I don't feel bad. After, then he doesn't feel bad after sex. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I mean, I want to have sex with someone that is interested in just having an interesting experience and being able to flow with what arises. Love that. Yeah. Whether it results in an outcome yeah. or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's not pleasurable. If you, ha- mm-hmm. if you think to yourself that you're like, if it doesn't end 
in this type of way, this one particular type of way, then it wasn't worth the experience. Yeah. Ugh. It's like yeah, you can apply that to anything. So much. Yeah, in life, like yeah. if you apply that to anything, where you're like, if you're outcome oriented, or I guess contingency happiness is like how um, Eckhart Tolle says mm-hmm. talks about it. It's like if you'll never be happy mm-hmm. if your happiness is contingent on one outcome. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of, I mean, maybe it is a a generational thing, but I do think that the priority on of, of a man being like, hey, I really care about your orgasm, which is a nice sentiment, but if it's, you know. I think it can be a case by case basis and it can be like not obviously not everyone is programmed the same way. And so I feel like that's that mindset can result in a lot of like, you didn't come. Yeah. You get mad. I've had men Mm -hmm. get upset after where they're like bummed out. And I'm just like, are you kidding? You can't pout in my bed. Yeah. Cause that's king size bed. Leave me alone. Roll over four times. <laughs> <laughs> You'll still be on the bed. You'll still be on the bed. No matter what wall. you do, no matter what kind of acrobatic thing you do, you will still be on that king size bed. <laughs> and I'm bed. not into it. No. Yeah. And I wish you weren't. Well, I think the other thing with that is like, there's nothing that shuts down a woman's body like pressure. Oh my God. I mean, it, it's the antidote to any sort of orgasmic experiences feeling yep. pressure. Yep. And there's been so much pressure put around pleasure in general and sex in general. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, we're just trying to get to some goal and we're missing everything that is in between and possible. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a s- specific question for me. What, I find that when I'm with a new partner, it, for the first few times, it takes me much longer to reach orgasm. Is mm-hmm. that normal? Sure. Yeah, right? Because you're getting comfortable. Yeah. I mean, for some people, it's different. It's just how your wiring is. Yeah. Yeah. And how I'm- safe you feel, how, yeah, how open your body is in any given moment. Yeah. How connected you are. Yeah. There's so many factors. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Question on, like, I guess another, is this a trend? Is this a real thing kind of thing? I feel like... I see, uh, and you know, part of this is just being, uh, stuck on Twitter. No, no, not cool. It's quite the opposite. (laughs) Uh, Like, but I feel like I see a lot of, of viral meaning like passed around stuff of men either having no desire to learn about or no knowledge of where the clit is. And I feel like that seems like it wouldn't make any sense because obvious reasons like it's you know there it is but do you find that there's a lot of people that you talk to that are like my partner doesn't know where that is or what to do with it i haven't heard that actually i don't know if that's because it's not happening but Mm. i mean even you saying that i'm like is are there really still people out there that have no clue like like, i know there are but it's also like what are you doing it's hard to distinguish what is you know doing it for the joke and what is like uh, this is what i'm yeah. experiencing in my day-to-day and people are like me too yeah i think it also might just be a catch-all for like guys are bad at sex and i think that that's sort of a category of joke mm-hmm. um but i think maybe yeah. it's just an easier shorthand than like knows where it is but doesn't know anything about it or what to do with it or how yeah. to touch it or how yeah. to approach it and is scared of it mm-hmm and weird and i you know i don't think we can place like all that blame on men because a lot of women have no idea even how to name their anatomy yeah either yeah and are having a really hard time communicating 
because they don't think that they're worthy of what they want. Yeah. And if you don't know your own body, how do you expect someone else to be able to navigate it? Yeah. Got to learn your own. You sure do. I guess now that makes a lot of sense <laughs> as to why sometimes things, uh, clients for you take far fewer sessions because it's, it's, it's just reframing how they think about not just their, not just sex and not just their partners, but everything around mm-hmm. the entire concept, which not that there's quote unquote, nothing to it, but it's like, if you've gone your whole life being told that it's wrong or being told the wrong thing about her or being given like active misinformation or wrong education and someone's like, Hey, it's not all that complicated. It is, but here's a couple of shortcuts and, and, and cheat codes. You're like, Hey, I beat the game. (laughs) I I don't really hand out cheat codes, but, um, I made sure it might feel like that to some clients though, if they've been like struggling for so long. Yeah. Well, I, I think the overarching thing that I really try to communicate is that it makes sense why you feel shut down. It makes sense while you're not experiencing pleasure. It makes sense why you haven't experienced these deeper states of orgasm. It makes sense why your sex life is challenging because no one told you anything about it. And if they did, it was negative. And I mean, it's fucking insane to me, but like, like where, where did the idea come from that like a woman touching her own body was bad? The Bible. I mean, yeah, it is. It's from right? father religions, yeah. and, but it's and kind media. of mind blowing, right? It's like we have the capacity to like resource and feel safety in our body and like experience our own pleasure. But I, I even have women who are like, it, I feel like self-pleasure is, is kind of pointless. I just want to have it with my partner because there's even that mythology that like, if it's just for me, it's useless. If it's just for Mm. me, it doesn't really matter. I wonder if that plays into primally, like the fact that like sex primally is to procreate, right? So for, but it doesn't make sense because it doesn't apply to men. So it's like that logic would have to apply to men because I'm like, okay, so then self-pleasure for women would be technically pointless because it doesn't achieve it doesn't achieve anything, but I'm like, or maybe it's a threat to survival, right? Mm-hmm. If a woman can pleasure herself, then she doesn't need a man, which is the weird primal fear, but that's also not true. Yeah. It's also dumb. Well, and that still plays into the idea that everything we do has to have a purpose or has to be uh, to get an something. outcome. Yeah. 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 If and we are doing that, then almost nothing has a purpose then or everything has a purpose. It's nihilism or it's, <laughs> it's like the paradox of purpose. It's so weird. Well, and the clitoris doesn't have any reproductive function. None, right? It's just solely for pleasure. Wow. So if, I mean, I think there's some divine shit in there. God bless the clit. Dave? I have a horrible question but mm-hmm. that made me think of this yes um oh boy i really hate um you can't even call it this because it's not this you, it's not female circumcision is not it doesn't it's not real it's mutilation yeah and and you know some it's sometimes it's a tribal thing. So, i mean it's horrible yeah. mm-hmm. but and again i never thought about this before but since so much of the clitoris is internal you can't really ever remove it right well except the on the outside yeah but you're you're severing the nerves so oh, fuck. yeah oh no yeah. i hate it. i can't 
Yeah. I, even you just talking about it, I'm like, oh my God. No, I know, but I'm saying that's like the removal of pleasure yeah. from the act taken to its awful, horrible, extreme, yeah. not logical conclusion, but like the worst place you could take to it, yeah. or you could take it to. Um, it's, I mean, I think like it feels the biblical and also media and any teaching as progressive as anything is becoming, it feels like it's moving at a snail's pace. And I'm, I'm reminded of like anytime there's a studio comedy or a sitcom that's like has a scene where it's, Oh, it's a woman teaching a blowjob class or it's a, uh, it's a sex toy Tupperware party. Mm-hmm. And it's never, I get never is a, is a, is a harsh qualifier, but it's, I feel like you very rarely see it played for like, this is, good yeah. and we like this it's more like can you believe these bras are trying to buy a dildo yeah, yeah. can yeah. you believe they're being so it's bad so adolescent mm-hmm. like yeah. we have not evolved out of a very adolescent sexuality mm-hmm. <sighs> what's it gonna take some real education more conversations like this we'll have to have like someone like you a sexual empowerment coach as president <laughs> I don't really want that job. She's running. You You can announce her candidacy right here. She's running. She's my number one pick, and I endorse her. She's going to be your Um, write-in candidate. You're going to waste your vote. I'm going to waste my vote. It wouldn't be a vote. Don't waste your vote, please. Please. For a person who doesn't even want this. Yeah. Here's some power you wouldn't want. No, I definitely don't want it. Um, What do you think about uh, waiting to have sex? Like, there are so many modern dating books and dating things that say you have to you should wait this long to have sex take it like do you have any thoughts on that no (laughs) (laughs) no um you know no i really don't like i it's all about what you feel good in and that's what I'm about is teaching people to embody their authentic sexuality. And for some people, that's not having sex very often. For some people, that means polyamory or multiple partners. For some people, that's straight monogamy. For some people, that's like they self-pleasure, but they haven't had their sexual debut yet with a partner. Like, so I really don't have anything to say about that. Like, I just want people to feel good in what they're choosing. I love that answer so much. So many people are like, wait six weeks to have sex. And I'm always like, that doesn't feel fun for me. Mm-hmm. It also feels manufactured. It feels like you're like, if I'm good, then I get the yeah. guy. Yeah. Right? You know? And she's like, what if that's not who I am? Because you could also, I mean, this is obviously it's much more extreme to wait for marriage. But if you wait six weeks and have a great time with a partner and get to know them and you're like, wow, and sex is off the table and we're just kissing by my car twice a week yeah. i don't even know what it looks like but that doesn't high sound school. fun it looks right. like high school. but if you do that and then you're like it's it that's it he's the one she's the one and then you do it and it's awful and you're like well next time we'll get better and it's just like not getting better because of the way they're wired to have sex or yeah. the way they perform now you're stuck in a thing where you like everything about that person except, except the thing you the waited for experience. and you have to be like so we should break up and it's not about sex i promise <laughs> it's about uh, I didn't like your f- roommate. Mm. Hated that you had a roommate. I'll move. <laughs> I didn't like that you knew him ever. So now, bye. bye. I'm going to oh, walk out But I do think there's a lot that people are missing in between like kissing and sex. Like there's so much there. Yeah. Like so much. Like, do you want to have sex with one of you, someone if you've never seen their body? 
Do you want to have sex with someone if you've never like explored other places of their body? Like we're kind of just like totally skipping to the thing. I hate that. We're missing again so much. Also a huge part in feeling comfortable with someone is feeling how they touch your body and how Mm -hmm. they, what they do to your body versus just like taking your body for a a purpose, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think probably 50% of the men I've had sex with skip straight to sex. They don't even... Wait, what do you mean by that? I mean that there's kissing and there's sex. There's no like... There's there's no touching of the body or... You know what I mean? Or there's so many play, There's so many things to touch. Well, that touch literally doesn't work for women. Uh, it literally is the fastest way for me Ooh. not to have feel good at all. It, I mean, it like... Okay, so... <laughs> the the clitoris has as much erectile tissue as a, fe- a male penis. Wow. Okay? So you think about how much a penis grows. Like a woman's pussy has the same engorgement material. It just takes longer. It takes most women 25, 35, 45 minutes for that full engorgement to happen. <gasps> so if you're having penetrative sex before full engorgement, it's essentially like having sex with a flaccid penis. Like there are other things that you can do Whoa. with a flaccid penis that are awesome, but like penetrative sex isn't one of them. And so in the same way, like most women are having sex before their body is even ready for it. There's, um, Whoa, that's, yeah. spe- that speaks so much to the thing of where I said, it takes me a while with a new partner. Of course. There's, um, yeah. there's, uh, <laughs> I'm going to mangle it cause I haven't seen the movie in like 15 years, but there's, a. Uh, a part in uh, Monty Python's Meaning of Life where John Cleese, I think, plays a health teacher. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I can't even remember what the joke is, but it's like, I actually think maybe it's, they're about to sing a song called Every Sperm is Sacred. I think that's what it is. But there's a whole <laughs> preamble where he's like the headmaster or the teacher and he's got like these 11, 12 year old boys in the class and he says something like, um, what's the best way to turn a woman on or something? And the kids like, they put their hand up and it's like, you know, grab her, Tit, or you know, it's like a bunch of little, like young boys being not gross, but just like making a guess about sex. And he's like, What? He just eventually is like, Whoa, stop, stop, stop. Give her a kiss. Like he mm. just says, Give her a kiss. Yeah. And I remember being younger and being like, Wow, that's really kind of interesting that it's like, that's where it logically should start. And like, and give her a kiss is what I'm saying in quotes could be hold her hand, touch yeah. her shoulder, like engage in that kind of touch or even talking and it is weird that people skip right to well we've done the requisite 13 seconds of kissing yeah we've made out mm-hmm. time for sex why are we yeah. standing up anymore now it's time to yeah to i think it's f- actually just a fear of intimacy i do too absolutely you know? i do I mean, too. you can have sex and not really be intimate with someone at all really easily mm-hmm. especially if you skip the middle parts mm-hmm. Oh my God. Can you speak to, can you give us like, and our listeners, like a few holistic tools that they can use at home, like to start in case they're like, wow, this is so exciting. What can I do? Yes. So with a partner or solo? Hmm. I guess one it's kind of the same for both. Yeah. But. Maybe one of each or something. Um, so three super simple tools, <laughs> breath, sound and movement so i would start by just increasing your breath breathing Mm. more deeply simple yeah and noticing where you are experiencing pleasure and breathing into that place and so you can heighten it 
Mm. So just working with that. Okay. Um, sound what you are experiencing. So of course we want sex to be pleasurable, but if we're thinking that sex is only about pleasure, then if any other emotion or experience comes up, we move into denial. So I've had countless, <laughs> countless sexual experiences where anger has arisen or deep grief or sadness oh, wow. or shame or anything like that. So if those, or even joy, mm -hmm. right? So if you want to really move with what is happening for you, sound it. So breathe into the sensation. Like if I'm going to breathe into my belly right now. Yeah. And like, let it roll. I love that. Right? Yeah. Sound. Yeah. Use your voice. And for women, the <laughs> your voice is directly connected to your pussy. It's like physiologically connected. 100%. So open your mouth. Yeah. Like, and that's why kissing is so satisfying. Well, too. and that's why when you, uh, for me, when I make a noise and I hear it, mm -hmm. immediately I'm like, oh, here we go. Woo. Yeah. 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 I'm like, <laughs> <Open>. hello. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the raising the hand and saying, sup, person <laughs> in class. <laughs> it's all so yeah vocalize what you're experiencing yeah vocalize i mean yeah i've had experiences with my partner where anger has come up and i'll just like scream and like growl and fucking go for it and that can turn then pleasurable and can turn orgasmic yeah if you let it roll through your body cool so sound your experience whatever it is and what was the third one movement so we're so still when we do this stuff. And so like, how can you move with what you're experiencing? Maybe it's rocking your hips. Maybe mm. like my body just kind of moves on its own at this point. Yeah. Like when I'm that connected to my sexual energy and I'm that connected to my turn on, my body does exactly what it knows how to do. Yeah. And I don't have to really think about it. Yeah. It's like my body will twist or shake or speed up or like yeah. it kind of does its own thing. Yeah. And, um, my, it started to happen for my partner as well. We're like, we're not Whoa. even, it's kind of like we got on a roller coaster and we're both like, woo! <laughs> like, it's, something's just happening. Oh, that sounds so fun. And then so it gets fun. really fun. Oh, that sounds so yeah. fun. Okay. So breath. increase your breath. Yeah. Um, and I would recommend doing that in and out of the mouth because that kind of helps to turn down the cortical part of your brain, which is thinking, judging, analyzing, criticizing, worrying, all the things not you don't want to be doing not during sex. Um, I, I, it's a different, it's so different than mm -hmm. yoga. Mm -hmm. Totally oh. different. Yeah. Cool. Cause yoga, yoga is, is the... ujjayi breath, which is you're creating mm -hmm. a fire in the back of your throat. So it's like in through the nose, out through the nose. So you're almost creating like a sound mm -hmm. in the mm. throat. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So just a quick note on breath. Yeah. If you, I mean, in yoga, they do teach yeah. um, nasal breathing because if you think about it, if you're breathing in through your nose, that breath is kind of tracking up into the third eye. And that's the everything in yoga is like, right? Spiritual enlightenment. Yes. They want you to be awake and aware. And so the nasal breath is really operating on the top half of the body. But if you're breathing in and out of your mouth, you're getting down more into the digestion. You're getting more into the lower half of your body. Oh, wow. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe this is the first I'm hearing of any of this. I mean, the interesting thing about it is how hearing it, you, I mean, at least I went, oh, yeah. Like right? in that yes. it is, it feels intuitive, but I think it's just, but I think the, the, the magic trick or the cheat code, that's not really a cheat code is that it's 
creating a conversation where there was no conversation yeah. and it's, and it's, you know, we were joking about it, but again, like we don't talk about that on our show and it's not because we don't think about it because we might not want to, but we have guests and it's, you know, we want to know what the best meal they ever had was. And if they have a crazy breakup story, then we talk about mm, that. And if they have yeah. like an amazing engagement story, we talk about that, but it's, we don't, we as a society don't have a lot of these conversations around sex because whether or not we think it's dirty and, and, and wrong in quotes, like I certainly think about myself like a progressive person, but I feel like these conversations happen almost never mm-hmm. and they happen in intimate partnered relationships uh, that, that I have, but maybe not as often or not as quickly when really it's one of the most important components. And yeah. I think there's a lot of pushing that down Mm-hmm. Where it's like, no, where we will we have a business together? Or we bought a condo together. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we never, we have sex yeah. once a year, but and it's mm-hmm. it should be top of mind all the time. And yeah. if it, I think if it was for most of us, we'd all be having better sex that we'd maybe want to talk about more. Yeah, yeah. we'd be in more satisfying relationships. We'd have more confidence. All of those yeah, kind of things. Feel better in our body. Yeah. Well, and just a note about what you said um, about these tools feeling intuitive. Yeah. As a woman who felt like totally shut down and out of her body and like confused about sex. And when people would be like, just explore yourself or get a vibrator, I would like break down into tears because Mm. I was like, I don't even know how to do that. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Yeah. And so when I really started to learn these tools, it was like, Oh, (laughs) I know how to do this. My body knows how to do this. This is what I've been. Why did no one teach me this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, made this, to do this. This is intuitive. Yeah. yeah. This is holistic. This is natural. Yeah. And it's not, um, yeah, something external. Yeah. I also love saying, like hearing the phrase, this is natural. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is so important. Cause I, you know, I had, I didn't grow up in a religious home, but I had my own ideas about what sex should be mm-hmm. as a kid you know, with just messaging from TV or whatever it is. And it's so interesting as I've gotten into adulthood, it's all shed, you know, it does, none of it really exists anymore. But even just hearing that always reminds myself, it feels like, oh, right. Yeah, it's natural. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the reminder. You know what I mean? Yeah. For everyone, it's natural. You're supposed to do it. Yeah. Do it. Um, Dave, do you have any last questions or anything? Uh, I know we have our final question, but maybe one wrap up. Anything yeah, on I mean, your mind? It's, it's just, um, I don't know. It's great to, um, it's great to talk to someone who's not uh, afraid to start a conversation. I feel like you've given both of us so much to to think about, and and even just over the course of this conversation, is there is there, and obviously we'll we'll ask you for your information to plug at the end. But there are there resources? Is there like I guess the first thing that came into my mind is like is there a um, I guess what I what I was imagining when we were talking about um, it's natural, it's holistic, it's not something to push down. I was thinking of the um, beaded curtain section of like an adult, <laughs> of like a video yeah. store where when you're like a little kid and you go like, that's where like the dirty movies and stuff yep. is. And so you associate it with like, that's where yeah. they, the black lights mm-hmm. on in there. And like, that's where all the, that's where the the guy in the satin jacket and the mustache and the sunglasses goes into so i guess with that in mind are there like um kind of ethical uh 
uh, adult toy websites you want to plug mm-hmm. or like an ethical uh, pornography uh, director that you like oh, something to yeah. something to like uh, mm-hmm. to give our our, our listeners uh, like a head start yeah so that's interesting because um, I, not that I think either of those things are bad I just don't I don't incorporate them in my sexuality. Interesting. I mean, I use toys sometimes, um, but I know there is, yeah, if you're watching porn, be watching ethical porn, pay for it. Like, and you can find that. And there, I mean, Erica Lust is a, um, a porn director and her work is all about highlighting female pleasure. So check her out if you do like porn or you want to have something to watch. And then as far as toys or places, like I recommend using a glass dildo. That's what I use. Oh yeah. I don't use a vibrator anymore. Although I'm kind of like, Oh, I could go back to that. Yeah. Um, there's something about it. I mean, you can use it in so many different ways. You can also use it for healing. So you can use it as like pressure points inside your pussy to release chronic tension or anything like that. So you can use it in different ways. And um, there's something about the hardness of glass that can help you really become more heightened to sensitivity. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'd never heard that. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's fascinating. Those are both good racks. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Okay. Well, we'll end with, uh, we, we have our guests choose a number between one to five and we ask them a question that corresponds to that number. Um, yeah four okay so we used to call it a death meal and then we thought that that sounded kind of (laughs) bleak because we were doing these elaborate you're on death row and then people be like what did i do and then people get really upset they're gonna die you know and then you're like we're like no we can't phrase it like that (laughs) yeah just like a consequence free like on the best day of your life uh no restrictions what what is what are, what are you eating that's going to bring you the most amount of happiness mm. <laughs> this is interesting what's arising right now is like a, a clam pasta Ooh. whoa from anywhere specific like a restaurant or that you made or that my aunt made <gasps> she has a, a delicatessen in maryland and oh yeah whoa cool yeah that's so nice. See, this is that's why it's good that we changed it from death meal. <laughs> people were going like, "Oh God, I guess oh, like a fuck. bucket of chicken and know. my yeah. mom's a birthday cake." cake. Yeah. They binge, yeah. They, uh, they, yeah, they have, have to have go a through binge. all the things, yeah. and yeah. they list like forty different fried foods, you know. And we're just like, "Oh my God!" Like, yeah. <laughs> just like a meal that makes you feel good is fine. Yeah. I also <laughs> like that. That's the only food-related question we asked you. We're like. What's your death meal? <laughs> yeah, but, but, but honestly, it does tie in because it's that that is, you know, you you closed your eyes, you went somewhere and mm. you and you conjured yeah. something that brings you absolute pleasure. joy pleasure. and pleasure. Which is the through line of this yes. entire I would thing. have a lot of pleasure eating yeah. that meal. Yes. Because I could feel that in the moment. I love that. Where Perfect. can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Whitney Ellum. And then my website is just WhitneyEllum.com. So I do, I try to do monthly women's circles at my house in Pasadena, mm-hmm. really inexpensive, just a way to connect with me and start to have this kind of conversation. I'm doing a retreat in Joshua Tree, February 22nd through the 26th. See you it's going to be fucking <laughs> epic. 
sick. I'm so fucking excited. Okay, this will be out before that, so we'll be able to direct people to uh, okay, cool. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to the to your website and to Great. Instagram if and they want to sign up. Yeah, and on her Instagram is a link directly to it, right? Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that I look. <laughs> you look. Get yourself there. Um, I do have a couple spots open for coaching. I guess we'll see when this comes out. Yeah. But um, for one-on-one coaching, and then I do an online course called The Awakened Woman. It's a five-week. Um, course with live calls where you can ask questions and then I break down videos and practices for you to do and I'll be launching that probably again in March whoa Dave I'm gonna be unstoppable when I start doing these <laughs> truly oh uh, man th- this this was absolutely just fascinating and I, mm. I I can't thank you enough for for coming out here and doing this I, I think uh you're gonna be helping a lot of our listeners oh, for sure I hope so yeah I hope you get some clients from it yeah, too or just contact me like I I'm I'm open to that I I love helping people and talking to people and there's wow. not enough resources out there so yeah um I want to be one well wow. thank you again yeah, yeah thank you, you on your retreat yeah, girl. <laughs> She'll be there. Thanks, Whitney. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Stevie, I learned a lot. Dave, I legitimately felt like I have always been like, hey, I, I'm I'm comfortable with sex. I know about sex, you know, whatever. I feel like maybe I just know the tip of the iceberg at this point now. Sure. What? There's a lot to learn. I just didn't realize, but I am so excited. I feel like... um I feel like even the just those tips she gave, the like three holistic tips or whatever, I'm like, oh, we're about to have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, is there anything anything you took away from that that you were like, wow, I had no idea? I mean, takeaway wise, it's just it's it's you know, I like to think of myself as a uh, what's the least gross way to say conscientious lover uh, yeah. without sounding like, you know, you generous own a lover? hot tub in the desert. Um, less generous and more just, I mean, the fact that a lot of people don't talk, yeah. don't yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about what they're doing. I, I mean, I feel I feel as though I'm someone who can never shut up about every, everything or anything, especially like in a relationship. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very verbal. I try to make that you know priority have conversations and um i even think i could be doing more i think i think the stuff she brought up Mm -hmm. nothing was i mean you know you're not expecting it it's not like we thought she was going to sit down and go ladies uh there's a thing you can do where you know if you come in one second yeah exactly like yeah you you, you treat treat it like a stick in a key in a car ignition and then yeah. you're, you'll spin around the room it's like no th- this is just very you know we said intuitive a lot on yeah. the on the in the, in the yes. episode but it's it's the kind of thing where it's stuff that you could take for granted it's the stuff that you could treat as an afterthought yep. and if you treat it as an afterthought it's gonna feel like an afterthought yeah and i, I also like that it's like I'm very sensitive to, uh, we talk about this a lot with food and we talk about this a lot with weight loss and we talk about this a lot with anything. There's no quick fix, right? For anything. And I love that this is a practice. Like she speaks a lot about it. Like you're learning, you're practicing. Like it's, it's a practice. Yeah. It's like anything. And it's, and it, and it, it's not just. It's not that there's a no quick fix because it's she was saying that fix, I guess, too. She was saying some people get in and out in a couple sessions and they feel like they've changed their whole life. So it's it's more like there's not an easy fix. There's no like she said, she didn't like thinking about it like a cheat code because she just doesn't view it that way. But I think that unlocking that part of yourself, if it's been dormant for a while, if you had like some wild chemistry with a partner and it felt like you didn't have to think about it and then years went by and someone you're with now it's it's less like that yeah this is the kind of thing where just thinking about 
the, the fact that she said thinking about your breathing yep. could unlock a whole side or dimensionality to your to your Makes sexuality so much sense yeah but it's not something i would ever put into words yep um Hey, uh, you want to talk about the fact that I got stood up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do a quick pivot. It well, it did. It it wound it, it. It found its way into the episode a little bit. I couldn't help it. No, I don't think that you should help it. I think it's, it's um, you know, I, I prod you for updates on the show as as being you know someone who's who's quote unquote out there dating. Yeah. I think uh, we want to know. The audience wants to know, and sometimes that's not a great story. No. But I, I mean, my upshot of it is I think you I think you dodged some bad sex. I agree. I 100 percent agree. I also feel like um, I also feel like, you know, the, the act of being stood up like and I'm defining I'm defining stood up as literally had a date at a time and and he was supposed to come to my house. Yeah. And I got no text message saying he wasn't. And he never showed up. And I got a text message about 20 hours later as if. 20 hours. As if it was not, as if we didn't have plans. Hey, sorry. Hey, BB. Sorry I didn't text. Like, n- no joke. Um, and people kept, when I told people, people kept saying like, maybe he forgot. And I was like, dude, he set the plan. Like, yeah. there was no forgetting here. Like, that that would be amazing if he forgot. Like, that'd be incredible if that was what happened. But uh, four days later, I actually spoke to him and uh, he did not forget. No. It was just an error in terms <laughs> of... A computer glitch? <laughs> he had a glitch. Um, <laughs> it was, honest. I have to say, in dating, probably one of the most painful... Um, Probably one of the most painful experiences I've ever had dating. I know that sounds dramatic, you know what I mean? But it's also like, uh, I I really was so worried. I thought he was dead. I I like, I kept being like, he must be had a car accident because it was out of alignment with behavior. Well, dramatic or not, because you feel how you feel. There is a, um, there's a component to relationships where you put your, trust in someone you have expectations for them that sometimes you set yourself and sometimes they set for you by making their intentions known yeah telling you what their plans are telling you how they feel about you telling you their future plans with you yeah and this was someone that you had spoken to for a lot a long time yeah yeah i think you even mentioned it on the show that you've been quote unquote talking Talking to someone you said i've been talking to someone Yeah. yeah and i think that you can ratchet up the intimacy of any entanglement you have by doing a lot of uh pre-meeting communication yeah i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing there are some people who no, do there's some people who don't out. yeah but i also think it's just a component it's just like a, a a way to get to know someone yep and i think it's not all artificial i think you did get to know that person i also think our connection was special like i really felt like i had a special connection with him like i really liked him i really liked what he was about i felt like we connected on multiple levels and his execution was really bad and that wouldn't ever work for me like as a friend that wouldn't work for me as a partner like that would just not work for me yeah and the way that i mean i think the cleanup the after quote-unquote aftercare was so piss poor zero out of ten honestly cruel like in my opinion cruel like not not explaining yourself not taking accountability not apologizing acting sweeping it under the rug as if it never happened not an option like that is cruel to do it's also kind of gaslighting well it's like the, the the lengths people go to 
to forgive people or, yeah. or, or the amount of compassion that, cause you're, I find you to be a compassionate, understanding person. And we sort of talked about this off mic. If this person had come to you and delivered anything even resembling an apology, I probably would have given him another chance. Whether or not it was just, hey, it was an error. It was an error in judgment. I'm sorry. I neglected you. I had to do this other thing. I'm really and, sorry. And I'm really sorry. And I want to make, make it, it up to you. you. Yep. Easily would have gone on another date with him. And not mm-hmm. only did that not happen. If it was immediately after I would have gone, done yeah. that. But I'm saying like there's a way back from this. You're not yes. being unreasonable. You're not being. No, no it's, it's not unforgivable. And also like I forgive him. Like the truth is like I forgive him. But yeah, but I can't. That is not a quality or how I want to start a relationship with someone. Oh, yeah. And I think and like you, your capacity for forgiveness is is boundless or one's capacity. But but moving forward from there and continuing doesn't, you know, I, I, I had somebody no that way. I felt wronged me and then we didn't speak for a while. And yeah. then I got uh, a, hey, w- hey, are you mad at me or what did I do? And I said, uh, you know, you you upset me in this way. And yeah. uh, and this person said, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um you know, I, I had no idea that that hurt you, et cetera. And I said, it's okay. And the apology seemed sincere and I forgave them and that was sincere. And they said, well, let me make it up to you. And I said, you don't have to. Yep. Because Thank you for offering. I didn't want them to. No. Meaning I didn't want to continue uh, knowing them in that capacity. Yeah. And you can, for- yeah, I love that. And you can forgive someone and accept what happened and also move on going, mm, I forgive it. I totally hear you. Thank you for the apology. He eventually apologized four days later. Sure. Uh, it's a long time to wait. Um, but while appreciated, not not a relationship I'd like to nurture. There, are, Everyone in my life shows up. Everyone in my life has compassion and consideration. Of course. I mean, to, 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 to tie it all in, we just had a very enlightening, uh, extremely interesting and yes. candid uh, and, you know, blunt almost conversation yeah. with somebody who knows exactly what she wants talking to two people who I think are really on their way to knowing exactly what they want and maybe closer than they've ever been. So it was really interesting for me to hear her sort of talk about what we may or may not be entitled to or what we mm-hmm. take for granted and what we don't sort of think about when we think about the nature of our relationships and how we don't have these conversations. I mean, yeah, you know, because everything is connected, because it is mind body, because you can uh, kiss a woman and, and you know, uh, other parts of her will kind of come online and wake yeah, up. Yeah, don't you love that? I do love it Me because too. it's so intuitive and it makes so much sense. But it's like if this person lacks the consideration for you when it's just like yeah. a hang for a night, how are they going to treat your body? Not good. No. Whether or not they treat it recklessly they're certainly not going to be treating it with care it's it might not be reckless but it's going to be careless Ugh. pass hard pass hard pass i've got things to do yeah you got a viral tweet brewing <laughs> i know i tweeted about it and you know honestly i just i waited a few days first of all i didn't want to tweet like a super sad tweet because there were two days of just straight up crying i did see there was a there was a remove there was a couple days in between that's good yeah there were a couple days in between uh yeah people unfortunately a totally universal topic that was what upset me the most i was like oh i hate that people can relate to this that's a bummer of course well i mean i think it happens so much more with apps 
because of the lack uh, of accountability, la- total lack of accountability. But, but also, you know, it's funny because I saw a lot of people equating it to ghosting and they were like, yeah, I was ghosted. And I'm like, to me, I don't know. Ghosting has like a pretty wide range of things. Like ghosting is like not responding to someone after texting or not calling ever again or whatever. And there's something extra insane to me about setting a plan. This is not ghosting. This is not like breaking plans. This is like straight up uh, being stood up, you know, like this is like a very different feeling. It's a, it's a more classic. It's like, you know, and this obviously wasn't at, you know, a little corner bistro, but I'm at, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like you're showing up with, yes. with a nice outfit at a restaurant. So cute. Of course you were. And I then they just, earrings in. yeah. Makeup all over my face. All over In it. the right areas. <laughs> Not haphazardly applied. I didn't do Joker makeup tonight. Oh, I mean, and honestly, I've been meaning to talk to you. I know the, I know the Oscars are coming up, but you got to stop doing the Joker I keep makeup. I getting it so spot on though, don't I? I know. You look exactly like what, actually, no, you're doing the, you're doing the Jared Leto uh, Joker makeup from a couple years ago where he wrote damaged on his forehead. So you're, you're writing, and if you're in the mirror, you're writing it backwards. It's hard. Do you know how hard that is? Really hard. It you're takes spending me hours every morning. I know and people don't like it No one likes it No I certainly don't And I'm glad that you've given me the form to tell you right now Yeah Um, Well hopefully no one ever does that to you ever again It's I pray that it never happens again I mean it's the height of rudeness And you know I think we've We have sort of talked about this In in various uh, iterations But I think that Lack of accountability aside The lack of consideration a person has for you When they do something like this Is so heavy and so you you know yes you guys didn't go out on that many dates you haven't known each other for that long but it's still this thing of oh did i matter that little to you that you could just that i the the disposable quality of people it just really it says so much and it it, does it It speaks volumes and it's and it says something that to me is you know while I don't think it sums him up at all. Like, I think he still is like a pretty interesting, like complex human. Mm-hmm. It speaks to, um, it speaks to a piece of him that's like too damaged for me to like, uh, fuck with. Yeah, of course. Cause it's because, the, because he wasn't asking you to fuck with him. He wasn't asking you to no. forgive him or take him back. He wasn't apologizing in any real way. He wasn't meeting you on your level or really on any other kind of level. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't think it sounds that bad, you're probably the other person. You're probably the one yeah. who has the ability to hurt someone like yeah. this. Yeah. And because it doesn't feel good. No, it feels terrible. And, you know, if there's anything I've learned from this, ep- this episode and from this experience of being stood up is that communication is key and yeah. uh, communicate with one another and tell people like just keep people in the loop. Don't dupe people. It's not fair. Yeah. Keep them in the loop and don't dupe. Keep in the loop, don't do. <laughs> that would go on our t-shirts if we ever made t-shirts. We're gonna someday. Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, you can leave us a little message. You can email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com. You can call us at 213-458-5236. In fact, if you got a lot out of this episode, if you applied it to your life, yeah. if you have thoughts about sex and sexuality and how it pertains to relationships in your whole life and your power that you may not have ever even thought about before please call us and leave us a little anonymous voicemail 213-458-5236 um 
I know if I was just a listener, I would have a whole lot of thoughts about this. Me too. Uh, Whitney has left our minds spinning, but I'm just so glad she came and talked to us and I hope she comes back. Me too. Um, Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can rate, review, leave a little message. Tell us how you're living in your power. Tell us something about your pussy. Who knows? <laughs> Do it. Do it. We dare you. Do it. It's not shameful. Do it. It's you natural. Little, you little jerks. Don't be a freak about it. Just don't. tell us about your pussy. <laughs> hey, don't be a freak about your pussy. Come on. That's a terrible old Jewish man on the bus. I love him. Um, and um yeah as always thanks so much for listening uh i hope you got as much out of this episode as we did um you know we we had some laughs but for the most part i felt like school was in session i felt like i felt like i got my ass taken to school same um and uh and yeah if you're if you're interested in in more of what whitney has to say please please do look her up she's all over the uh, place very easy to find on instagram and and just online in general but um We'll be back at you next week with, um, you know, you might learn a little less, but, uh, you know, I'm certainly going to be thinking about this for the rest of my life. Maybe yeah, you me will too. too. <laughs> Bye, Bye guys. Bye.